G'day guys! Hey, do you have time for just one more story? Yeah, I reckon you do. Have you ever wondered how crocodiles and alligators manage to outlive the dinosaurs? Well, this story is all about how they did it. Escape to Space by Jess Irvine Long ago, during the Mesozoic era, there were two clans of awe-inspiring creatures. There were the Sarcosuchus, the Supercrocs, and the Dinosuchus, the Gatoroids. These gigantic beasts are the ancestors of our current-day crocodiles and alligators. Towards the end of what we now know as the Cretaceous period, the Supercrocs became aware of a cataclysmic event, big enough to wipe out life on the planet. They didn't know exactly what would happen, but they knew it would be happening soon. The Supercrocs and Gatoroids were exceptionally smart, much more intelligent than the Crocs and Gators we know today. They decided the best way to escape extinction would be to build a rocket to take them all into space. And they did. They worked tirelessly for months on end and eventually they completed their rocket. The Supercrocs and Gatoroids gathered everything they thought they might need to support their clans in space and blasted off. Their trajectory turned out to be a little wonky, however, and instead of heading out into deep space to find a new planet to rebuild their civilization, their rocket flew straight toward the moon. They landed on the moon and the arguments began. The Gatoroids blamed the Supercrocs for landing them on the moon, as they had been in charge of the trajectory mechanics. The Supercrocs blamed the Gatoroids, as they had been in charge of packing the cargo hold. They said it hadn't been packed correctly and had thrown their trajectory off course. In the end, the two clans parted ways. The Gatoroids built themselves a gigantic dome, with a large village underneath it for them to live in. The Supercrocs, the more intelligent of the two, built themselves several giant structures that sat on or hovered just above the surface of the moon. They used these structures not only to live in, but also to watch over the Earth. From these structures, they saw the mountain-sized meteor hurtling through space towards the Earth. They watched as it blasted through the atmosphere, streaking through the sky like a fireball, brighter than the sun, and slamming into the Earth. The Supercrocs watched as the Earth surrounding the impact zone spontaneously burst into flame. Then came the massive tsunami, over a thousand feet high, flooding the land. Almost ten minutes after the impact, the Earth was covered by hot ash, grit and rubble falling from the sky. As the pieces of earth that had been thrown into the sky descended back through the atmosphere, a glowing red shower of what looked like shooting stars lit up the quickly darkening skies. The supercrocs then had trouble even seeing the earth, as the ash and debris in the atmosphere around the globe got in the way. They imagined anything left on earth would be living in a kind of perpetual twilight for many years to come. 
The Super Crocs monitored the Earth for a very long time after the meteor hit, and eventually they decided it might be habitable again. By this stage, the Super Crocs and Gatoroids had started speaking again, and whilst some of them decided they wanted to stay living on the moon, a large number from both clans wanted to return to the Earth. They thought with the dinosaurs extinct, they would be able to control the other animals and be kings of the Earth. However, by the time they returned to the planet, humans had taken over, and the supercrocs and gatoroids had to hide themselves away in the rivers, lakes and oceans where the humans couldn't hunt them. Living in the waterways dulled their intelligence and stunted their growth, and they became the crocodiles and alligators we know today. However, they have always longed to return to the moon, to their brothers and sisters in space. Without their intelligence, they can't get there, but they will try to get as high in the sky as they can. So, if you ever see a crocodile or an alligator up a tree, you'll know that they're trying to get back to their clan trying to escape to space. Have you ever seen a crocodile sitting in a tree? Apparently it's something that they do all the time, so if you've ever seen one, I'd love to see a photo of it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Just One More Story. I'm very excited to let you know that Just One More Story is now on Patreon. While this podcast will always be free to listen to and we will never have ads in our stories, it isn't free to make. So, if you like my podcast, it would be wonderful if you could donate a little bit to help keep the lights on in the story house. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support this little project of mine, please head to www.patreon.com slash dictionfairy to check out the different rewards you can claim. I'd like to also say a very big thank you to Michelle and Ebony, who are my very first Patreons. Please make sure you email me your story request, Ebony, because I want to write it for you as soon as I can. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on new episodes. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review and tell your friends. If you've enjoyed this story, head to my website www.dictionfairy.com.au for more. You can also check out my other podcast, The Cat's Pyjamas. You can also check out my other podcast, The Cat's Pyjamas, a podcast for kids about language and words. Until next time, remember, there's always time for just one more story.